and welcome to the Station Tapes at 21 Soul. I'm your host, Louis Marks, and on this podcast, I share intimate interviews with some of the best musicians in the world. In my role at Ropadope, I interview each artist as we prepare for the release of their latest record. I want to get the backstory, a sense of their intent, and their motivation around a new release. And I've found that given the opportunity in a relaxed setting, they feel free to open up about musicianship, life, and the challenges of being a professional musician. Tonight on the show, the great Sean Martin. Sean and I met at a snarky puppy show back when people thought that name was funny. And his warm smile and humble demeanor struck me right away. I've seen Sean play on the big stage, and I've seen him tear it up in a small club. And every time he amazes me. Sean is a perfect example of positive energy, bringing positive results. There we go. We're live. I'm here with Mr. Sean Martin. Sean, how are you? I'm doing very, very well. Thanks for having me. You know, I was good to talk to family. Exactly. I miss you, brother. We need yeah, to man. I, yeah, I gotta, gotta make my way up. Up to East Philadelphia. Or I gotta get down to Dallas. So we'll do hey. those things soon. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, man, you know, it's hard to figure out where to start with, with, with your story. But... Um, I know we've talked in the past about the, the community around Dallas. Uh, and, you know, since that time, we've had a lot of time to, you know, get to know RC and get to know Sput, get to know you. And uh, I, I guess I'll start with, you know, what what's happening with you in Dallas these days and how is the scene down there? Well, the scene is actually, it's, it's a lot better than it's ever been. Lots of live music going on, um, lots of new venues opening up. Um, you know, so that's a that's a great thing, and we're starting to see a, a resurgence of just you know raw fresh talent from from singers to producers to writers to you know really in all walks of the arts. You know, so it's a really you know it's a it's a growing scene because the city is growing. You know, we have a lot of uh, transplants now. People coming from like L.A., New York, you know, because it's so much cheaper in Texas, so they move down here and. And they bring the culture, you know, you know, with them. So the scene is the scene is good, you know. And as far as us, you know, we're just kind of, you know, trying to be, you know, cultivators and curators, you know, for the people, so they'll know. Yeah. They can they can come hang out with us and hear good music and trust us, you know. So I was put on a good show, have a good time. That's so unique about Dallas, and and even though we've talked about it before, I just want to say it again. So that the community vibe of you guys. Uh, taking care of each other, the, the, the family vibe, cousins, you know, everybody's got a big brother or a little brother and they're always referring to somebody that you're bringing up. And right. what, you know, where are we now with generations? We're in the grandchildren at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pre- pretty much. I mean, cause it's, a, I mean, it's some, you know, it's, it's funny because now the, the people that were kids, when we became adults, well now they're adults. And they have kids that are under them, so it is it is kind of like a like a grandparent type scene, you know. Yeah, we stretch from like JD Beck, right, and up to yep. up to uh, Mike Mitchell, exactly. and, and then on. So, exactly. All right, so yep. people are listening to this, they need to pay attention to the Dallas scene, and I'm really happy to hear that it's that it's thriving and growing because that's the kind of thing that people need in other other cities, and they need to keep that strong. So, right. you did a record a few years ago. Uh, released here called Seven Summers. 
which took uh-huh. seven years to make. And I, I think I sent you an email a little while ago or a text and said, Hey, it's been a couple summers and right. Yeah. So, you know, we want to, we didn't, I didn't want to wait another seven, but uh, you responded immediately with uh, some music that you sent the Sean Martin trio. Can, can you tell me how that yeah. started and, and who the players are and what it's all about? Yeah. Well, basically I, you know, I, I get a, I get a lot of calls for, you know, you know, the whole synth, being a synth synthesizer player or, you know, doing things that are, uh, you know, kind of beyond the realm of the acoustic instrument. So I wanted to sit down really and just kind of, it's hard to say, well, I wanted to sit down and fall back in love with my first love, which was, was the piano. You know, I started playing piano, I was like four years old, you know, studied classical music forever. So I, I really wanted to make it a point to never neglect, you know, or as a, as, as old people say, you know, to dance with the one that brought you. So, so mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I, you know, that I, I, I took some time and sat down with the piano and just wrote simple melody tunes that, you know, and I, I've always loved straight ahead jazz, you know, always loved straight ahead jazz, you know, something I studied, you know, as a youth and something I still played from time to time to this day. So I figured, you know, you know what? Let me go back and do an acoustic piano record. You know, there are no synthesizers. There's no organs, no rows, none of that. No moves, none of that. It's just a piano, bass, and drums record. Um, and I just kind of wanted to see how far I could go just with that in that in that trio lane. I have some awesome players with me. Um, as a matter of fact, Jamil Byram, who also played on Seven Summers, he's the drummer on uh, five or six of the, of the songs. Um, and then I have A.J. Brown, the bass player. He plays with Ghost a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing upright. And then on, on, one, on the, the title song, uh, Focus, is actually uh, Robert Seawright on drums and Keith Taylor on bass. They also played with me on Seven Summers as well, the Yellow Jacket and the Deep Cut and all those songs. So I, I kind of want to just, you know, you know stay, in, stay in that, you know, that trio element mm-hmm. and just kind of see where it, See where it, it could go, and I, you know, I like it. It's it's a fun record. It was fun. It was fun to make. It was fun to play. You know, that comes through for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, right. there, there's there's something about the the, you know, when I listen, um, it it just feels like you are so comfortable in the element that right. you're having a good time. You yeah, know? you know. You know, it's like you know, like you know, you know, it's like I say, you know, dance with the one that brought you. You know, I've, I've always been a piano player. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just in a in a world where you know piano players are they come almost a dime a dozen. You know, so I want you know, <laughs> like I say, you know, just, just sit down with a piano and just and just play. You know, and that's how that came about. Is there a particular uh, trio uh, in Straight Ahead Jazz that first influenced you? Ooh. Oh yeah, uh, you know Bill Evans trio, um, Oscar Peterson trio. I mean, the list could go, you know, on and on for days. You know, I mean, anything with, uh, you know, the Keith there, you know, Gary Peacock. Those, all those, all those, all those records were just amazing. You know, you know, amazing records that kind of honed in on just the piano, bass, and drums aspect. You know, and mm-hmm. sometimes even with. Oscar Peterson, and sometimes it would just be piano, you know, bass and guitar when he, he wouldn't even have a drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, but all all those records to me, they're like standardized, 
well, I standardize, but standards in in my eyes. That's what I'm trying to say. Standards in my eyes, no, those they set the standards for mm-hmm. what I feel like, you know, a trio should be able to vibe like. Not necessarily the sound like, but the vibe between the instruments, you know, as simple as they are, should still be somewhat magnetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do this and you can refer back to those folks and, and, and it's very easy to end up sounding like something from, and I don't, not, I shouldn't say it's very easy. It's, it just seems to happen a lot where, where the music sounds like it was, you know, of that time. But I have to right. say in listening to this that it just sounds like uh, more like I was, you know, happened to be downtown in a restaurant and went next door and this, and this band was just cooking. So how do you right. keep it? How do you keep it fresh and present? Are you are you are there tricks that you've learned over the years, or is it just your energy? Like what? How, how does that happen? How does it not sound like it's old? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think I think definitely um, the, the energy plays a part in it. You know, because I, I mean, the one thing I, I I did not set out to do, um, is I did not set out to sound like Oscar or set out to sound like you know. Uh, Bill Evans or Red Garland, and, you know, I want to make sure that I kept the format of what they were doing, but still have a Sean Martin presence. So, you know, um, kind of like like looking back at the time, but not duplicating the time. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. you know. So, so that that was kind of the you know that was kind of the thing you know about a lot of those. Uh, songs like so, you know, I, you know, show, showing reverence to the time, you know, you know, showing, you know, appreciation to the time, you know, I, I, I even did, I even did some covers. I did uh, recording me and uh, body and soul because I appreciate the time period. But then on the other ones like Festinolente or Miss Janelle, I wanted to do something that was appreciated the times but not replicated. Wow. So you just mentioned the song. It's festival. Festina Lente? A Festina, sorry, Festina Lente. Uh-huh. I, I'm just, I'm fascinated. Can can you tell me what's happening there? Yeah, so 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 basically, everybody's like, like, what made you made you name name it that? Because the, the way the song the song starts out, um, the song starts out this with this really fast swing thing. And then by the time we get to the solos, the 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 the, the, the rhythm section is playing really, really drums are playing really really fast. The melody actually happens in halftime of the of the tempo. And then by the time we get to the solo section, it's just a straight out swing, you know, swing type tune. But the 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 English translation, Festina Lenta, is actually, um, you know, it's translated to in the English version as more haste, less speed. Which means I'm going fast, but I'm not going anywhere at all. <laughs> you know, wow. and that's kind of that was that was kind of the the, the the point. You know, it was like you know everything starts out super fast, you know, but I'm also playing at halftime. So, wow. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. So so that so that that was kind of the you know the the, the thought behind that. I, I knew enough to to know that something different was was going on. Uh, and that it was uh-huh. you know, sort of confusing my ears a little bit, but in a really sort right. of like fun and delightful way. Uh, right. You know, so, I mean, I hope I, I hope I never know as much as you because I, I'll never be, I'll never be good at it, but I, I definitely uh, appreciated that, you know, that from the outside, I could tell that there was something different and it was just really enjoyable. Something that kind of makes your, your head kind of, you know, 
turn, uh -huh. turn and go, what, what, what is that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So the, these cats that you're playing with, I mean, it, these are, this is comfortable territory, right? How, tell me about the recording. Like how, how long, uh, you know, what, what was it like? Oh, man. Man, we, we literally, well, you know, well, for one, it's, it's easy to record records of people that you've grown up with over the last, you know, X amount of years. You know, I don't want to give away anybody's age. You know, I'm, I'm the youngest. <laughs> you know, I'm the youngest. I am the youngest. We can, we can, know, we but, can Google it, man. <laughs> right. You know, but, but, you know, you, you know, I've been playing with, with, uh, with Jamil Byron since I was in high school. You know, which is easily, you know, you know a, a cool 20 plus years. Uh, same thing with Robert Seawright. You know, I've been playing with him. Um, at this point now, a cool 25, 26 years, somewhere somewhere in there. You know, and we, we've all had this chemistry. Same thing with Keith Taylor. AJ, AJ Brown, the, the upright bass player, he might be the newest one, but he's also a guy that we've kind of, he's from North Carolina originally. But when he came into, you know, our city, we just we just loved on him and we played with him a lot, you know, and he just kinda of fit into the fold really, really well. Nice. So, you know, we we just we just took a couple of days. Um, but my good friend Kirk Franklin just built a phenomenal studio um right here in Arlington, Texas. Um in, you know, at the Spoil Your Soul Studios. It's called Uncle Jess. We did it at Uncle Jesse's Kitchen. That's the name of the studio. Uncle Jesse's you know, Kitchen. All right. Uncle Jesse. Uh, Uncle Jesse. Uh, Uncle sorry. Jesse was uh, Uncle Jesse was Kirk's uh, um, road manager, tour manager, manager. He was the guy, you know, for, for many, many years, and then he retired. And so, when, once he retired, we realized how big of a void was there because of all he brought to the table. Jesse, mm. Uncle Jesse, always he always brought a lot to the table, and that's how his that's how Kirk's studio is. It brings a lot to the table. So you can do everything that you can mix, you can record, you can write, you can do, you know, it's, it's one of those great places. And it's sonically, it sounds amazing. So we just took a couple of days, man, and went in and, you know, I showed the guys the tune. We just had fun with it, you know. And, and it, it was hard because we did three takes of each song. And it was the hardest thing to pick one take because all the takes are amazing. Wow. I'd look forward to hearing the other ones as as, as we go through this yeah. process and release this record. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. we could maybe we could put that up and uh, for for especially for all of, all of the uh, you know musicians out there who want to uh, uh -huh. dig into the process a little more. I hope we can talk about that. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a big question yeah. for you, uh, or maybe it's okay. not so big. How do you feel about jazz today? I think I think jazz is is in a very interesting place. Jazz is in a very interesting place because the concept of jazz is now in a very interesting place. The, when you when you look at the fundamental or the foundation of improvisation, people always want to say that jazz is just you know this music that came out in the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. You know, but what jazz really is is the improvisation. Mm -hmm. and the, how can I put this? It's the it's musical improvisation, you know, with the current interpretation of the times. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I guess, I guess to, to, to break that down, jazz is always a evolving thing because the times 
are always evolving. So I, I've always said jazz is, jazz is everywhere and everything, you know, because as the time evolved, you know, jazz, the, the spirit of improvisation, the spirit of originality, the spirit of creativity will always be there. You know, so I think I think now is a great time. And now is also a great time for people who are trying to define jazz. It's a great time for them to redefine what jazz is to them. I think I think that's very, very important. Yeah, we see that. We see people, you know, there's a there's a little bit of a a fight because there are Uh a good number of people. And as Christian Scott puts it, you know, who, who believe believe that the best jazz has already been played. Right. Right. A little bit of a struggle there. Um, but but what's interesting is it it's it's almost like a you know something emerging like a butterfly or something. So it's like the the concept uh, that you're talking about about improvisation is greater mm-hmm. than even the music than than music right. itself, right? I mean, I I've learned right. so much from the group of people, yourself included, who are improvising. At, in music and in life, you know, and I and I've I dare say I've learned how to improvise, you know, in business. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Result of that, so that makes the concept of jazz just a bigger concept in so many ways. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great to reflect on that, uh, and I'm glad you feel that way. You know, we 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 struggle with the name over here, uh, obviously yeah. with with questionable origins you know, the term itself, but it has come to mean so much more. So I'm glad you're feeling good about it. And uh, there's no limits, right? Do you think there are any limits to what people no. can do? With no, that? no, no. The only limits that, that exist in jazz are the ones that people put on themselves because jazz was never, de- jazz was never designed for you to have limits, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, I've definitely, I've heard the phrase, you know, a thousand times, you know, you know the greatest, you know, the best jazz you know, has, has already been played. But in my humble opinion, that comes to people who don't want to try anything any different, you know, or, or, or they want to try something different and they get frustrated at trying. Now they don't want to try anymore. No, man, you know, I mean, you know, jazz, improvisation, but all that stuff, no, nah, it's, it's still fresh and relevant. And even when it's not fresh and relevant in your immediate uh, surroundings, you know, I mean, if that's the case, then, you know, what about Latin jazz? What about post-bop? What about, there's so many different elements. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, like that's one thing you can't, you, you can't box jazz in. You know, you know, and I think that, I think that society is really good at boxing things in. This goes, this goes over here. You know, you know, this goes, this goes over here. You know, in my humble opinion, I think rap is jazz. You know, you know, no, no rock can be jazz, you know. You know, you know, it's all just that creative energy that translates through this music that covers, that correlates with this emotional time. I told a, fr- a friend of mine just the other day, I said, the funny part about today's day and time is that some of the best jazz songs, because of the way the culture is, the climate is, some of the best jazz songs will be written probably today. Mm-hmm. Some, some, some of the best music that's in every, every, you know, and those those of us who are of a more recent generation, we always say that the previous generation had the best music, you know, but they had <laughs> the best music because the music always reflected the times, you know, you know, you know, you know, there was there was always there was always there was always a curated content for the culture, 
So they were always able to go back and, you know, and then Mario could say what's going on. And Donnie could ask you, uh, you know, to be young, gifted, and black. You know, what, what does that mean? There was so much going on that people were able to look into the culture and create. And I think that now we're, we're, we're right back at that same point where there's so much going on in the culture, you know, that it would yeah. be foolish, honestly, you know, to not look at it and create. Well, I, it's not, it's not, I don't, you know, foolish is an interesting word because I, I don't think that you, you guys from everyone that I've met, musicians, so many of you just, it's just what you do. It's not even a right. decision to make. You're just right. a, a, a megaphone or, or, or some sort of fantastic way of t- translating all the struggles and all the things that are happening into something uh, positive and documenting it in a, in, in a musical way. It's fascinating. Right. Oh, yeah. You ever, you ever? I, I heard an interview the other day with Frank Ocean, uh, and I don't know if you know his story, but it was really fascinating when he went. He went on to a show, and they they played the recording of it, uh, and they asked him if he was bisexual, and he just categorically rejected the label immediately. Right. And and sat down and tried to school the uh, interviewer on like you know how how stuck he was with with. Right. Trying to call it a label, you know, and so I, I see right. that, you know, a society maybe the mechanism of just the press itself. It's like when somebody wants to tell a story, they have to put a label on it, right? And the yeah. uh-huh. real story is a little bit longer than that, you know. So <laughs> right. can't get stuck, right? Wow. So uh, July twentieth, uh-huh. the album is called Focus. And that's that's coming out. Uh, look at ropeitope.com for for Sean Martin's trio. Uh, folks. Yeah. And then, are you getting out on the road? Um, yes, I'm. I'm actually. I'm. I'm hoping to get out. You know, just for just for a, a quick run. You know, um, you know, and and just to kind of, you know, I just want to get out and play a little bit. You know, and 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 more more importantly, um, get out, play, and shake hands, and thank people for their support. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's you know you know being a musician, you know it's, it's not an easy job. <laughs> you know you know you know mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a it's one of those things where you have to love you have to love it you have to want it. You know and I really appreciate uh, the people who you know who add me to their Spotify playlist or the iTunes playlist or you know who bought a CD or you know who you know, went on YouTube and listened. And I appreciate that. And so I'm hoping to be able to get out and shake hands with people and. You know, let, let them know that as well as present something new um, and continuous in a, in, in a continuous fashion, follow up with more music, more content, you know, and, and just kind of hang around. I, I want to hang around for a little while. Well, we're, we're, we, we hope you do. We know you will. And uh, that, that's so beautifully put. It is the people, you know, it's so nice that you welcome the people that, that are listening because that's what, uh, that's what counts. Uh, oh, yeah. It all go so. Well, Sean Martin, thank you so much. I appreciate you, and uh, looking forward to the record coming out on July twentieth. Anything you want to add? Anything yes, else you want to say to the world while we're here? Uh, not anything other than thank you very much uh, for the opportunity, Louis. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to play my music, the opportunity to be able to record my music, the opportunity to be able to put my music out there. And thanks for just being an all-around stand-up guy and a great friend. I really appreciate you and the staff at Rope for everything y'all have done. You've taught me a lot. 
You know, we, I mean, we probably learned a lot together, and I really appreciate you all very, very much for the things that you do, not just for me, but other interdependent artists who are out there. So really appreciate you. Man, thank you. It's so good to hear that. I, I work hard at it, and I, and, I, and I always hope for that great response from, from, uh, from a legend like yourself. Uh, I appreciate oh, you. All right. Well, definitely. Most definitely. our show for today thank you for listening to the 21 soul music podcast if you like what we do please subscribe you can find us on mixcloud and you can go over to youtube and find our video series as well we're also available on stitcher itunes and wherever else podcasts are found a big shout out to our producer mr nick perry our show is recorded in east philadelphia at the rope it room I want to say thank you to musicians who contribute music to the world and to this podcast. And a big thank you to those of you who have taken the time to listen. We hope you enjoy the show.